Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's episode, we're talking about the major considerations when designing a new development site. Developers often look at a site from the perspective of how many units of finished product you can place on a parcel of land. This is an area fraught with complications. I can tell you from firsthand experience that the number one constraint on virtually every project is road access and parking. It's relatively easy to increase density by going vertical. However, every time you do so, the density is going to gobble up more land for parking. Whether you're building an apartment complex, a small residential subdivision, an office complex, parking and driveway requirements will often dictate the overall design of the project. When I speak with land developers, one of the most common situations involves a narrow strip of land that might have a few hundred feet of frontage along a main road, and that piece of land may extend back several hundred feet from the road. The obvious solution is to build a private road and build either single-family homes, apartment buildings, or townhouses on either side of that newly built private road. On today's show, we're going to walk through a very specific case study example of a project to design and build 30 townhouses on a two-acre parcel of land. A pretty good rule of thumb is that you can get about 15 townhouses per acre on a piece of land. Of course, this is an audio-only podcast, and we don't have the benefit of sharing engineering drawings. I'm going to do my best to give you a complete description of the proposed site plan. We have a parcel of land that has exactly 300 feet of frontage along the main road. The property extends 296 feet back from the road, so it's an almost square parcel of land and it's exactly two acres in size. When you're going to put the road down the center of the property, extending from the main street all the way to the back of the property, on either side of the road there will be townhouses. Each townhouse will have its own driveway, but this particular municipality requires a minimum of 20 feet of frontage for each townhouse. The townhouses need to have parking for two cars, one in the driveway and one in the garage, so the townhouses themselves need to be set back at least 22 feet from the road. The city also has a 20-foot setback requirement from the main road, so the first townhouse has to be set back from the main road. And then the rear yard setback at the very back of the property is 10 feet. When you add all of these constraints together, we can only get 13 townhouses on each side down the entire length of the road. When you multiply that by two, that means you're only getting 26 townhouses, not 30. But there's one additional problem. There needs to be a way for emergency vehicles to get in and out of the property and for them to turn around at the end of the road. We need to create a wider area at the end of the road for large vehicles to turn around. The additional land required for that turnaround eliminates the last two townhouses at the end of the road. So now we're down to 24 townhouses on the street instead of 30. That's a reduction of 20% compared with our original target of 30. In other words, the land cost per unit is 20% higher than originally forecast. That's often enough to kill the profit margin in a project. If the city would have permitted narrower townhouse designs, maybe 16 feet, we could have easily fit 28 or perhaps even 30 homes on this site. So at this point, you've got a choice. You can try for a zoning variance, which would take a minimum of four to seven months. If there's community opposition to the project, the process could take even longer. And of course, the zoning application could be denied. I've discovered that the real density you can achieve is usually considerably less than what is theoretically possible. And while it is possible to make a lot of money by getting zoning changes, 
The uncertainty introduced through the zoning process often outweighs the benefits. The added carrying cost of the land for up to a year could wipe out the potential profit of the higher density. That's a calculation you're going to need to make and analyze and weigh it for yourself. Talking to urban planners who have experience negotiating with the city might give you some insight for the feasibility of what it is you're undertaking. So as you're thinking about that, when you look at any development site, start with the parking constraints, start with the road constraints, and see what's buildable based on that. It's not going to be based on your density calculation. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.